There are certain clubs which are synonymous with the Parramatta District Junior Rugby League. And it's fair to say that if people were asked to list the local junior clubs in the Parramatta District, the Hills Bulls would feature on everybody's list. Today, we're pleased to speak all things Bulls with Club President Michael Gremo and Secretary Rick Palin. Uh, Rick and Michael, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh, so we're just going to get, dig straight into it. And I think, uh, Michael, you're probably uh, an appropriate person to uh, talk about the history of the club because I believe it relates back to uh, your father with this one. But the club has a rich history that dates back to the first season being the 1964 season. Um, the club is also Blue Shield accredited and a member of the Good Sports Program. You must be proud not only of the longevity of the of the club, but also the structure and strength of the Bulls. Yeah, we certainly are, and thank you for that nice introduction. But, yeah, the old man started the club, I should say my dad, seeing it's a radio interview, um, back in 1963 with about four other gents that are at the local Bull and Bush. The boys were all playing rugby union. However, they loved rugby league. And there was no club in the district, so they decided to uh, start the Bulls. Um, those days, back then, they were running around knocking on doors and trying to get players to play and kids to play and had to go and pick the kids up uh, to turn up to training. So, I mean, the club, the volunteers started back then and they're still going today and it's a, a major strength of why we are where we are now. The very definition of grassroots footy, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is, certainly is. And, uh, you know, you've got some of those guys that uh, started the club back then. They're still down, coming down, watching the juniors, handing out, presenting jerseys to senior guys and talking to them about the club's history and what the Bulls mean to them. So just digging into the historical perspective that Sixies mentioned and you followed up on, there's been some famous names associated with the club, including a real wealth of first-grade players. Can you share a list of the players who started their football journey at the Bulls? Yeah, we started in 1963. I think it was 1965 we won our first A reserve grade premiership. And in 72, we won our first A grade premiership. And in that team was uh, Johnny Colk and Ron Hildich. Obviously, they both went on to play for Australia. Um, John and Ron still come down every year and uh, present jerseys and speak to them about their experience and how the Bulls gave them their first uh, opportunity to play rugby league and go on to Parramatta and then obviously Australia. Well, uh, it's, got it's, interesting. it's interesting you mentioned that um, uh, the those two players because they were um, very famous Eels players for for any of our younger listeners that um, that aren't quite aware of the some of the history of the of the Parramatta Reels, uh, Johnny Colk and, and Ron Hilditch were household names in the uh, in the 1970s, certainly at, at Parramatta, and then uh, Ronnie Hilditch with um, some of the early premierships as well. So uh, great names from the past there. Yeah, they're also um, the club. The, our club patrons and their names are actually uh, up on our um, uh, both our fields. So both our fields are actually named after them. So um, they're very, very fitting for the um, for those blokes to be part of the club. 
Now, just moving through to the current day, you field teams from under sixes through to Ron Massey and Sydney Shield. How important is it for the club to offer senior football for its players? You know, it's huge. It's something that we've always tried to do at the Bulls. So we've got a pathway for our players to come through, right from the under sixes all the way through. Um, and then obviously that's linked into the Ron Massey feeding into the North Sydney Bears who feed in to the Sydney Roosters. Obviously, a lot of our players through to Parramatta as well, which is our junior club, um, and all the junior reps go there as well. Um, going back to some other players that played as well, obviously you've got your Heathless Strangers that won the NRL Grand Final with Manly in 2008 with Dave Wolfman Williams. Um, Heathy actually come back to play with us when he retired from NRL and um, play with us in the Ron Massey as well, which is great to see those young kids going right through and then doing the full circle and coming back for the club that they started with. I'm pretty certain I caught Heath playing for the Bulls uh, at a game at Ringrose once in the, in the RMC. So, yeah, really cool to see those careers come full circle. Yeah, no, it certainly is. I mean, you've got the other likes of uh, Blake Green, who just recently retired, obviously. Josh Curran with the uh, Warriors. Mm -hmm. Josh came down last year and he was handing out jerseys and speaking to players after the game. There's Paulie Paulie, um, obviously still playing over in the UK. Um, you've got, uh, obviously, also Luke Keery and Ryan Pappenhausen, who are currently playing and playing very well in the NRL. I mean, Luke Keery, absolute champion bloke. Um, whenever we bring him for the mini clinic or to come down and present jerseys, um, he's there without fail. Uh, you don't that, hear that all those great stories. Yeah, and that, that's something we, we bemoan um, on TCT as well, is the fact that obviously there's so much negative press around the game for a variety of reasons, uh, whether it's warranted or not. But there are so many fantastic stories about you know these men and, and the women too in the NRLW uh, that are giving back at, at the local level uh, just selflessly. So really cool to hear that the Bulls have such a strong connection uh, with their alumni there. Yeah, you're very right there. I don't think all the players get the raps that they that they should um, out of the game. There's a very small percentage of players that do the wrong thing um, and they're punished, punished and deservingly so. But, um, you know, the majority of players and people that represent the game are doing the right thing and they're in there for the right reason. And, you know, that should be reflected in the media, we feel. Well, speaking about good things, we, we just saw the Eels make a little bit of NRLW history on Sunday with their uh, field goal victory over uh, the Newcastle Knights. And speaking of the, the female space, uh, the growth area in women's and girls' rugby league has been a shining light for the code and for the game. What's been happening there for the Bulls in recent times? Yeah, no, it certainly is. It was great to see. I'm a Parramatta supporter too, so it was good to see two great wins on the weekend. Um, hopefully that's reflected for the rest of the mm -hmm. season. That's no, it. yeah, we we always we, we're always build up in the preseason <laughs> and begin every year with that great hope. So <laughs> let's hope you, so. You sound like you're a Parramatta supporter too. <laughs> oh, mate, since the '60s, since the '60s, so uh, a bit of a tragic. Yes, no, no. The the girls and uh, the increase in participation is great. With that said. Um, the Hills Bulls, we've always had girls playing there in the juniors, which mm -hmm. we're very proud of. Um, it was back in 2015, we fielded two um, girls rugby league teams, which actually both played 
in the grand final and played against each other. So we had a first and second that year, which was great. Um, and then the Oztag, obviously, we've got 3,500 players down there playing Oztag, and our ladies' and girls' participation has been unbelievable. This that's, year we're fielding another rugby league team. It'll be the under-14s. Yeah. That's excellent numbers. That's really, really encouraging to hear. So well done to Bulls. Yeah, and then the league tag, we should also mention that, obviously. Um, as soon as that was kicked off in the Parramatta District, uh, we backed it. We all we always back all of Parramatta's initiatives. They're mm -hmm. a great club with different things like that. Um, we were the only team to have league tag, girls league tag, tag teams in there to start off with, which I think we had six or seven to start off with, Rick. And then, you know, we're continuing that on every year, which obviously that's spread across to the New South Wales competition. And, and look, I really think that the uh, league tag competitions, for, especially for some of the, the younger players, are a, a great lead-in to uh, the game of rugby league itself because it's a completely different game to touch football with uh, you know a lot of the rules being similar to rugby league, just taking out that, that contact component. And uh, I think it, it develops a, an interest in being part of a team and, and in the game itself, the skill aspect of the game. So I congratulate any of the any clubs that get themselves involved with league tag and offer that as a, an opportunity because I think you're setting up for the future growth of the club when you do that. Yeah, most definitely. I think it's something that will definitely grow over the years. Um, the league tag, I know the under-sixes this year are, are starting off with the tag um, prior to going into tackle, um, which that's I suppose is a good thing. That's the tackle yeah. ready program, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, I think that's okay, but um, one thing we've got to remember, I think um, the, the earlier the kids learn to actually tackle um, and obviously their coach properly to do that, it just makes it so much easier to blend yep. into the tackle yeah, game. Building so. those good habits early on, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's really that's as much from a safety aspect as anything else, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and as I say, the the earlier you learn to do it, the it just becomes second nature for the kids to be yeah. able to tackle. So yeah. it's one of those things. I think it's good to introduce them and get the get the kids in. But we have a lot of parents ask those questions when they come down to different training sessions or. Um, we have different, uh, you know, at the registrations, we have different information nights and things like that. So the parents can ask all those questions or just come along to some training venues and have a look to see what we do with the kids. And just with regard to this year, um, COVID has caused a tremendous disruption in all areas of the community over the last couple of years, especially community sport. How many junior players are you expecting to register for 2022? Uh, yeah, it's obviously been a very different couple of years for sport in general. Um, but we're seeing big numbers registering already this year so far in our 2022 season. I think everyone's really keen for a full season. And we are, we are expecting, hopefully, to field again 40-plus um, teams and probably around 650 players. Um We'll be running teams um, from our under-sixes right through to our under-18s in rugby league, our under-14 girls rugby league, uh, under-11s, 13s, 15s and 17s league tag, plus our um, senior teams, A-grade, Sydney Shield and Ron Massey. 
Uh, and on top of that, we also have our Autumn Touch Football competition, which is played midweek. And um, then we start also um, our Winter Oztag and um, our um, Summer Comp. And we'll start registrations again in July. I only just finished um, the summer, summer Comp. So we've got a lot of – we've also had a lot of interest and in, we've had a lot of four- to eight-year-olds register off the back of our mini-clinics, which is an initiative we've been running for many years um, to introduce kids to rugby league, along with our um, Hill Sports Academy, which is a program we've run for our – uh, 13 year olds to assist with building their skills ahead of their representative years so there's um there's a fair bit fair bit that we're, um, we're, we're doing to, to bring in numbers and um especially mini clinics seems to be very successful year on year we we attract 70 generally about 50 to 70 kids along to that and we could pull in anything from one to two under six teams from that one of the things that always blows my mind is when we have these conversations with clubs in the Parramatta junior district is just the, the scope of your reach and, and the amount of people that you impact is just, it's almost like un, you can't really fathom it because you just said, I think you said well, you have 650 mainline NRL, like or rugby league registered players coming into this season. And that, that's, yeah. that, that's ignoring all the other programs you have between, uh, you know, the, the touch and the, the league tag and whatnot. And, you know, you think about all the family members part of, as part of those players that they're, you know, boys and girls. You're just talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of people that just are involved in these junior clubs and and just coming together to play rugby league. It's it's actually kind of mind blowing when you put it that way. Certainly is. And then you know our summer Oztag competitions. We've got three and a half thousand registered players there. Wow. So, um, you know that was a great social um, event for all of the families to come down to, which the pandemic didn't help obviously because there's only players allowed onto the fields now and. Um, the parents have to had to come and go um, after before and after the games without watching other friends and things. So that will change again, uh, which obviously out of those three and a half thousand players, you've got mums and dads and siblings and everyone else that come down to see the club as well. Now I want you boys to know that I am, am very firmly but gently knocking on wood as I ask this question. But what plans have have Bulls made to? bounce back from the pandemic as things open back up again and, and you get back to what we hope is full flight as a club? Hopefully no more COVID. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> yeah. you could organise that yeah, for the, us. The, the, the knock on wood, knocking on wood is very real, boys. Uh, we, we don't want to have another setback uh, in regards to COVID again because, you know, we know that in terms of small business and, and even big business, it's been just so debilitating um, and that that's flowed down to junior rugby league clubs too. But uh, how, how are you boys going to, once again, if things go to scale, like to plan, scale back up to full operations, is there anything special planned or is it just going to be business as usual? From a volunteer's point of view, I mean, we only played about 60 or 70% of the season for the last two years. However, the amount of work and effort we had to put in and the volunteers, we were just worn out. Um, the amount of extra effort you had to put into the club. But anyway, that's why we're there. That's why we love the, the job. But 2000 and 22, we've got a lot of things coming up that we want to do, which will be fantastic for the whole club, which builds our culture. That's a, a very big word within the Hills Bulls. Mm -hmm. So we've got a golf day planned. Uh, it's coming up on the, the 18th, Friday, the 18th of March, which we've got a fair few people going. We've got a um, Hills launch season presentation happening on the 13th of March. And then later on in the year, we'll have our sports lunch that we have probably around August. There's a ladies' night that we're introducing this year, a colour run. 
um, and there'll be a few more events that we're, we'll surely run and have with the club. It's uh, it's it's such a full program for the Hills Bulls, and I I want to just touch on um, the community aspect of the club because obviously the local community is very important to the Bulls. And something that I saw on your site was the Longhorns program. Can you talk us through what that's involved with? Yeah, the long the Longhorns um, program is a Bulls initiative. Um, uh, which provides support for those in need. We wanted to give back to the community in some way. We do, we do a number of initiatives um, to give back or to assist, and this is um, something we felt was uh, very important, and it has it has affected us in the past, past which was um, uh, mental health. Uh, one of our members came up with the Longhorns idea, which was exactly what the club was looking for. Um, the program was developed to provide community support across the six key pillars being mental illness, physical illness, minority groups, financial, community and charity. Um, the Longhorns utilises our strong sporting community and business relationships to assist with raising funds, engage uh, mentors and provide support. Uh, the Hills Falls Dressing Shed at Crestwood will be the meeting place where um, people can come at a set time uh, monthly, get assistance, um, have a chat, um, have a coffee and uh Kids can also participate in some fun activities and sport that um, we'll um, uh, be putting on. Um, so that's that's what that's all about. That's a fantastic cause. Yeah, that's just really, really good, boys. Yeah, I suppose it's like it's in some respects there's a there's a touch of the the men of league, but I, I think it goes, you know, maybe past it a little bit in terms of maybe not so much the scale, but the um, the reach into the into the community of uh, people that make up the the uh, the hills district. Yes, yeah, no, exactly. Um, and and what what we found too is um, we've we've been we've been touched unfortunately with um, uh, tragic losses um, through members um, with mental illness. Um, and also on the the other thing too is well, there's kids out there that just need sometimes just need someone to talk to or. Um, a, bit of guidance, yeah. a, bit, a bit of guidance along the way, um, but, but they're doing it tough. So um, they, it may not be a mental illness thing, but it might be someone who's just in a, in a, not in a great circumstance at home or uh, uh, the way things are going. So it's just something that we want to put on and make sure everyone feels that there's, someone, there's always someone there. That's right. Knowing that there is just someone there to talk to is huge. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic it's, initiative. Probably something that we've built the club on too is our coach the coach sessions um, speaking to our coaches and yeah, at the end of the day, the coaches are the conduit between the club, the parents and everyone and that's something that we reinforce with our coaches every year that um, we're not here to coach the next NRL player. We're here to coach that person and guide them to be better people in life and you know, if they come out of that and go on to play at a higher level or play whatever sport they want, um, that's fantastic and it's great as a coach, you know, to get a call years down the track from people that you've coached uh, to assist them with work and uni and get your thoughts on that. So it's a it's a big thing within the club. But, yeah, that, that holistic brand of coaching is always really encouraging to see because you're, like, like you boys mentioned, sort of in a position where you are life mentors for a lot of young boys and girls and, yeah, it goes a long way towards making them better people as much as better football players. 
Most definitely. I mean, we're going to get a lot better people out of it than how many NRL players we're going to get, that's for sure. So I think we just have to take a step back every now and then and and get perspective on why we're there. Now, Sixty's mentioned the word reach before and, and what the Bulls do for the community. How important is Rugby League to the Hills community in general? Because you guys are obviously just you're so interconnected with, with people, whether it's from Rugby League to just Oztag and, and beyond. Uh, what what does Rugby League mean to your community? I suppose that's the first part of where the Hills Bulls started Rugby League, but obviously we've grown in that area and then helping the community. So as we mentioned before, we're a, a fairly big club in the junior junior leagues and see ourselves not just as a footy club. Now we've got the league league tag. Yeah, you're, you're much more than just a rugby league club now, obviously. Yeah, touch football, senior football. I mean, we've got the, the cheer girls down there um, for the senior players, which is fantastic. Oztag, I mean, see, we've got a membership of well over 5,000 members, or there'd be plenty more than that, obviously, and then when you extend it to all your families and friends and everyone else, so you've got a lot of people there that we we actually touch, so what we decided to do a few years ago, um, we've changed our motto and our logo, as you would have seen on the, the website, to encompass the Hills Ball Sports Club, which reflects all of our sports rather than just being known as a rugby league club, if you like. So, yes, I mean, our Oztag summer competitions played five days a week. We've got 12 fields all running simultaneously from five, four o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night. The so, logistics on that are just crazy. That That is so impressive. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, it would actually be bigger, the Oztag. Um, we have to actually knock players back and teams, unfortunately, every year. Um, we just haven't got enough ovals to cope with what we're doing. We are working with council and have been for a number of years. Unfortunately, we lost a few ovals, so hoping to get those back. But, I mean, with Oztag, obviously, that encompasses a lot of different sports. You've got netball, rugby union, other rugby league clubs, mm-hmm. um, schools that, um, that we touch, and they come down there and then they have a look and see what's going on within our club. So we've got a lot of relationships outside of the club as well, the Lions Club Rotary as well that we work with, um, and we assist a lot of local schools and schools with special needs and organisations throughout sponsorship, donating jerseys uh, and looking after some that are, I suppose, less fortunate. Well, we're going to keep that um, community theme going too because like any club, there's lots of volunteer roles that need filling. And you've talked about the scale of the Hills Bulls. So one can only imagine the number of volunteer roles that exist throughout the organisation. You must have a very supportive community behind you to to have all of these different initiatives and programs up and running. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is very interesting who gets involved with the club. Um, obviously, parents make up the majority of our volunteers. Um, However, we do have a number of people at the club who no longer have children playing, uh, but they continue uh, to volunteer um, year after year. We also have volunteers who have never had children playing, um, but they want to uh, volunteer for the club. These are just local people that just want to be part of a community, um, strong community, and that's what the club provides. But these people do, uh, may, may include being canteen staff, sports trainers, coaches, 
managers, um, people who manage or delegates who manage to touch football um, or Oztag, even our club photographer um, uh, is a volunteer that's never had a child down at the club. Um, it's just great to see that people get drawn to the balls and want to volunteer their time and also their professional skills. And we, we know that volunteers are the lifeblood of the club and, and the value they bring is you, you actually can't put a monetary value to it because of the community aspect of it. But for any club of any size, let alone one as, as gargantuan as Bulls is now, there are unavoidable expenditures, unavoidable expenditures sorry, as well. Uh, what type of assistance do you get to make ends meet at Bulls? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's huge. The amount of sponsors that we have uh, is unbelievable. Their generosity coming back year after year just outstands us. Um, you know, it's a lot of loyal sponsors that keep coming back. A lot of those guys used to play or have been involved in the club or then they've used their work contacts to be able to get more sponsors. A lot of the volunteers are, are coaches, board members, people that are volunteering as well. So, you know, if we didn't have that level of sponsorship um, and generosity, we wouldn't be able to play at the level that we play at with our you know, A-grade Sydney Shield and Ron Massey competitions. Um, you know, we're not backed by a Leafs club, obviously, so we need those people or otherwise we wouldn't be able to do it. And we're the only group, I suppose, around this area, the only club that's playing at that level without that backing, which is, um, you know, great to see. We're just enormously proud of and thankful for those guys that just keep coming yeah. back each year. Yeah, that's a huge point of pride, obviously. Yeah, and... and- Obviously, too, the, the um, Parramatta Leagues Club get involved, as they do with every every club, in uh, providing an annual grant as well. They do. They do. And obviously, reduce sponsorship costs. Uh, sponsorship, sorry, registration yeah. costs, I should say, Parramatta um, bring into, which is fantastic. Um, we must mention Matt Brady and his team at Parramatta that look after. You know, there's only a few people in that department. And, you know, the... The love, I suppose, he has for the district and, and the amount of time and effort he puts in is actually yeah, incredibly unbelievable. And that's after hours, weekends. Um, and I suppose that's what makes Parramatta District probably the envy of a lot of other districts around around the state and I suppose around Australia. Well, we're actually, we will have Matt Brady as a guest on our uh, podcast. Uh, we're recording with him this week just to get a bit of an update on what's going on around the district. So uh, that's a nice lead-in for us with our our upcoming chat with him. Um, I, I know this is going to be a, a, a tough question because it uh, requires a reflection over history and a range of programs that are going at the moment. But if you had to nominate one aspect of the club that you're proudest of, what would that be? I suppose our mantra um, at the Hills Bulls is club, team, player. And all of our decision-making, all of our coaching efforts and what we reflect to everyone, we always try to actually bring that into our thinking and our decision-making. The club culture will, wow, um, you know, You've got the the likes of Ron Hildage and John Culp that are actually coming from three and six hours away back to the club, you know, to hand out jerseys and just be part of it, I suppose, just shows um, 
the pathway that they've been able to achieve and the respect that they have for the club. So they would have to go on all day to actually tell you that. But, you know, you've got that amongst the sponsors, the volunteers, the volunteers at the end of the day. If we didn't have that amount of volunteers, there would be no way we could run the club the size of the club it is and how professionally it's run. Um, it's always been run professionally, but um, when you've got that many people involved, um, the decisions aren't going to um, be right for everyone, mm -hmm. but it's one of those things people know where we're coming from and if they don't like it, we're probably not the club for them. But um, it's amazing. A few years ago, we set out to be the best club in the district in Australia, it was one of our goals as the board when we sat down and said, well, what do we want to achieve? And from that, um, the last few years, we've become the biggest club in the Parramatta district. Well, I suppose those goals that we've been setting and what we're trying to do, we don't want to be the biggest club. We just want to be the best at what we do. No, it's a really nice way to line, sort of draw out that aspect that you're proud of. So well said, mate. Um, this is uh, sort of the point where we start wrapping things up in our chat, but we do we do love to try and connect any sort of listener that's in the in the district of a given club to said club. So uh, the Hills Districts obviously encompasses a, a fairly large area, but if there's anyone who like to get involved with the Bulls, whether it's playing, coaching, sponsoring, volunteering in, in any number of ways, because you boys mentioned, you know, there's, there is so much volunteer work that goes into a club from the canteen to trainers. Uh, to you know, coaching and everything beyond. How can they get in touch with you guys? I'm on our website. We've got um, the people that run the club's names and numbers, so we're all open and transparent, happy for anyone to ring us. But our main point of contact is our club secretary, Rick Palin, who's with us today on this interview. He's the best person to get in contact, um, and we welcome all new players and officials and, of course, sponsorships, any way that you can help. So Rick's email is admin at hillsrugbyleague.com.au. Rick actually was voted in to be a life member, actually, at our last AGM. Congratulations. So. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, and if there's any uh, parents of a young kid listening to the podcast this week and they want to get their boy or girl involved uh, with a fantastic club like the Hills Bulls, uh, when do regos, uh, or when does the deadline for the regos kick in? Uh, well, we we leave our regos open for as long as we possibly um, uh, can. Um, we we understand we do if there's if there's needs uh, at other clubs or uh, the teams need to be filled somewhere else, and we do have uh, surplus players. We do do that um, at this stage here. Um, the regos will be open for um, uh, at least well registrations in the in the junior rugby league open until June anyway to cut off. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, in regards to our club. We'll um we'll keep taking on registrations until we see that um the, the team numbers are full in a certain age group, and then we'll actually um assist people with um finding another club if um we uh, aren't able to actually fit them into a team. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's brilliant that you assist there because, as is often the case, if you if you don't have healthy clubs around, you haven't got anyone to play against. So. Everyone exactly. wins when you've got when you've got clubs that are able to field teams. Exactly. You know, we supported a lot of the other clubs, um, and we we speak to them a lot. Obviously, um, we've all got open lines of communication, which Matt Brady's been a great conduit 
for that, but there was a club in trouble there a while ago, losing a few teams. So we helped them out and um, we actually sponsored them and gave them different ideas to try and encourage people to get sponsors and uh, get people into the club. So, yes, we need we need all those clubs to survive and be as big and proud as they, as they can and play rugby league each week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Mick, well, Rick, it's been a, a fantastic chat. Um, really, like, honestly, it, it is so cool to speak to a couple of boys at a club where it's so aspirational from the top to the bottom with a, a positive philosophy like you have there. It's uh, really, really good to see the Bulls thriving and hopefully, like I said, knocking on wood quite firmly, uh, COVID gets out of the way for you boys and you can really get back to full stride out there because, uh, you know, we talk about the Parramatta District being healthy when the Bulls are strong, the, the district's strong. So, yeah, thanks for coming on having a chat to us. And, yeah, we we'll, um, look forward to getting back in touch uh, down the road and, and sort of seeing how things are in a knock on again, knock on wood, uh, COVID-free or, or COVID-light environment for you boys. Excellent. Thanks for that, guys. And we appreciate um, you reaching out to us and doing those interviews, which I think is an excellent idea for all of the junior clubs involved. Yeah, it's, all, it's always a pleasure. But, yeah, thanks for coming on to the tip sheet, boys. Thanks, Thank fellas. You.